How's it going, everybody? Pastor Dustin here with New Heights Podcast out of Western Heights Baptist Church, and I've got a buddy here with me today. He's going to introduce himself, and then we're going to dive into a topic about technology, media, and discipleship. What do we do with all the technology and the media and opportunities we have um, that really haven't existed in prior generations to grow in our faith, to learn, and what are some of the pitfalls that exist there? So I'm going to turn the floor over to my buddy. He's going to introduce himself, and then we're going to dive right into this topic. Hey everyone, I'm Greg Kite. I'm an elder at Covenant Baptist Church in Houston, Texas, uh, and I run a small podcast called Regenerated Radio, and so I do a lot of uh, just talking about theology and kind of practical applied theology a lot of times as well, Uh, just looking at different things that we do in our lives and how do we apply the Word of God to those circumstances. So uh, I'm really happy to, to join Dustin today. Uh, I am working on my MDiv at Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary uh, and just kind of serving the local church. And I kind of fill a lot of roles in the church, and uh, I, I place a big emphasis on how important it is in our lives. And so uh, I'm really happy to talk with Dustin and, and just give any sort of wisdom that I can today. So thanks for having me on, man. Awesome, awesome, man. Well, let's dive right in. You know, I, I think the big thing that I wanted to frame this entire discussion around um, is is really this idea of how do we as Christians respond and react to the fact that there is more media, there is more technology, there is more opportunity to digest content related to our faith than in any other time in history. I mean, I, I like to think about what the reformers would have done or the, the early church fathers would have done or, or anybody in the past would have done that was dedicated to, to learning about the Word of God and to growing corporately and individually uh, in their faith, what they would have done with the the amount of resources we have at our fingertips. And and I think we see culturally uh, that we, we always want to avoid resorting to polar extremes, right? When it comes to thinking about social issues and cultural issues and, and, and faith issues, we, we want to not run to one end or the other and respond um, because of the culture we're in. We want to be thoroughly biblical. We want to apply truth to our context. We don't want to let our context shape our response. And so I think this can happen a lot in this discussion where we look at media, we look at technology, we look at the vast amount of resources that we have, and we can we can run to two extremes. One of those extremes would be uh, don't partake in it at all, right? Consider it all uh, demonic or consider it all a trap and a pitfall. Or the other extreme would be to worship it, right? To To, to spurn the local church, to spurn... Uh, individual growth to spurn shepherding from our pastors in favor of just dumping ourselves into every possible thing we could listen to um, and really just attaching our spiritual growth to just media, technology, and the amount of things that we can get our hands on. And so I think we both know that those extremes are not the way to go. Um, But let's talk about what role you think media and technology should play um, in the Christians' individual and their corporate discipleship, what should we be doing with all this stuff? Yeah, you know, and I think that to your point, what you were mentioning before, we I love the quote from John Calvin that our hearts are idol factories, right? And so it's so simple for us to just slip into the idea uh, that you know, even if we're not we're not worshiping in an overt sense technology in any sort of way. Are we are we building our lives around it? Are we doing everything in service of, of how we come across in technology and the things and the way that we use it? I think it's just such an important thing to keep in mind as we go through this conversation. But to your question, how should a Christian kind of view the media um, and technology, and how should it? Well, I guess the question was how what role should it play in our individual 
and corporate discipleship. Uh, well, on an individual basis, uh, I, th- I think we have, that's where we really have to be cautious, right? Because um, our individual selves, everything that we do uh, on, on social media and on our, our use of technology, it can very, very quickly slip down that slope into, uh, into worship and into projecting a false sense of who we are to other people and, uh, and even, you know, consuming things that we shouldn't be consuming. It's, it's so important that like, everything that we hear from, from, uh, from scripture tells us to be very careful about what we consume. You know, it's not, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to to put into exact words, I guess, but there's so many different things that we we look at online and places that we go to find our entertainment, find um, our our sources of edification, and you know a lot of times they're just not things that are are really going to be helpful to us. They're not things that are actually going to be uh, building us up, you know. And so we want to make sure that that's our goal as we go into an, an an individual sense, at the very least. That should be our goal as we go into technology and its use. Why are we on here? Are we out there for the sake of, of a platform? Uh, I think that's probably the most key thing to think about as you consider your individual relationship to technology. Uh, are you looking for a platform and why are you looking for that platform? You know, once you once you have a, a place to start sharing your opinions and the things that you believe, uh, it's really hard not to do that. <laughs> I mean, would you agree with mm-hmm. that? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's 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 just it's almost impossible to avoid uh, at times saying things that you're probably going to regret, uh, quite frankly. And because it's it's out there and it's on the internet, and the internet doesn't forget things, quite frankly, um, that's something that's going to be ascribed to you for a long, long time, uh, especially if you let it go. And then the 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 real danger with that is uh, once you lean into that, as opposed to practicing caution uh, you're going to start doing that more and more often and then your takes become more and more dangerous and people start to say things that are are more and more uh you know clickbaity for lack of a better word or something that is going to um, you know we've had this conversation several times outside of this podcast but uh, you know you and i talk about a lot how people will will naturally gravitate toward the things that's going to bring them exposure. People are going to gravitate mm-hmm. towards the things that are going to bring them some sort of a claim. Uh, and so if that's a hot take, <laughs> right, which is where uh, I, I think our sort of individual use of technology goes towards, uh, those hot takes eventually become too hot to handle. Uh, and I think that that's a really, really dangerous part of it. So, you know, when we're when we're analyzing the way that we use technology, uh, you know, I've really obviously I've been tying this a lot to social media, but I think that that's, you know, what most of us use technology for these days. Um, you know, as, as you start to consider that, I think the most important thing individually to remember is that we're, we're not called to have hot takes. We're not called to be, to be platformed. We're called to platform Christ. We're called to platform mm. uh, the Word of God. And so if our, if our identity as Christians is in the way that we project ourselves onto social media um, or through technology, then that becomes a real issue really fast uh, because that's not the way that we're, we're called to live. So individually, I guess that's um, you know that's looking at our, our sort of discipleship. Um, there are some really great things about social media. Uh, I don't want to completely bash on things because I think I'm thinking in the Twitter lens right now. But I could also shift tone a little <laughs> bit to to Discord, for example. Now, not everyone who listens to your podcast probably will understand what Discord is, but it's basically uh, similar to Slack or or you know a glorified version of Skype, where you have chat rooms and you've got um, 
kind of more real-time um, engagement rather than that asynchronous engagement that you would get on Twitter. And so the the actual whole tone of the conversation is more well conversational as opposed to Twitter where you're, you're encouraged to throw out 280 characters of a hot take and then be done with it. Uh, you know, we can use Discord, for example, to have conversations about theology or to have conversations about how we, um, how we can disciple each other better. And, and it, it actually is more of a back and forth. And that's where uh, you start to see discipleship take on a form that it, it looks closer to what you would see in real life when you have a real relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not perfect, and it obviously doesn't reach um, the same way as anything else does. But it is a really – real life does, I should say. But it, it absolutely is um, a good way of, of talking and, and growing together um, and even challenging yourself by, by speaking with other people. The, the real challenge with all of this, though, is you know as we go through this um, – and I guess we'll, this kind of treads on the next part of the conversation, I imagine, a little bit. Uh, but the real challenge is – as sort of a segue, making sure that you are curating uh, and using wisdom to curate the people that you engage with, the way that you engage with people, uh, and just trying to do all of that in a biblical Christ-like manner. A hundred percent. I think you hit really, really hard and well on this idea of of our output, right? So like, what are we putting on social media? What are, what are we broadcasting out and how does that impact um, our witness? How does that impact uh, what people are seeing from us, because, you know, the world, if, if they're in, engaging with us at all on social media, um, probably knows and should know that, that we, we claim Christ. And so the things we say, the things we do impact our witness. Um, let's, let's switch that to the opposite side. Instead of our output, how do you think this plays out in terms of the things we, we take in, right? We have, we have such a breadth of information that we can take in from, from YouTube videos to podcasts to to ebooks, to 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 all of these things. I mean, anybody can put an ebook out claiming to make some some hot theological take or a podcast that's that's reactionary to something. Right? We we've seen over and over. We've talked about this so many times. And I think back to to the video you sent me yesterday. Um, and James White is saying, you know, we're in a culture where we we almost have to respond immediately to everything, or else our non-response is a response. Mm-hmm. That's the the culture we're in. So. As, as people who are taking in things and recognizing that we have a great gift from God and how, how much stuff we can learn and take in and compared to, to previous generations, how do we curate what we are listening to? How do we curate what we are, are engaging with in terms of intake so that we can make sure uh, that we are being biblical um, and that we are not giving ourselves over to the things that the Bible would say are false doctrines or itching ears or because naturally we tend to, to, to drift towards those things. So, mm-hmm. so what should we be doing uh, in order to make sure that, that we're taking in the, the right stuff? Yeah. And I mean, the, the name of the game here is discernment. Uh, and it's, it's hard to be discerning sometimes on the internet. I was just having a conversation with somebody else this morning where I was talking about how the, the age of information that, you know, we have unlimited information at our fingertips and it's it's kind of incredible it's for the first time in our lives if you think back to when we were kids even you know my my dad had that original cell phone that big old block thing 
Um, it, <laughs> you know, looks like a monstrosity now uh, when we have these, these, but now we have these supercomputers in our pockets and we can just find anything that we want to anytime we want to and access any kind of content that we want to. Uh, and so it's really easy to be discerning and say, okay, let's put in some, some filters and uh, we're not going to look at pornography, you know, because we're, that's, you know, we don't want to do that. And so we put on filters for those things, but are we putting on filters for, for other things as well, uh, ideas and information? Um, and, and it's harder to, to do that because it's not so blatant, uh, but it's really easy to come across articles that just say things um, that may or may not be true. And because of our sort of the way that our attention spans have degraded more and more uh, throughout the years, it's really easy to read those and just say, okay, this is a quick snippet and I'm just going to take that idea and run with it. And then your brain starts to generate the stories around it. Uh, and so it is dangerous as we start to consume articles from all over the place. So like I said, the name of the game here is discernment. We want to be able to identify certain things about the things that we're, um, we're taking in. Most First and foremost, who is saying these things? You know, uh, I think it's important that we are able to identify as trustworthy the people that we are um, we're taking in content from. And that's not always going to be possible, uh, but to the best of our ability, we should certainly say, okay, well, this is an article that's put forth by this person who has done this research, or this is an article that's put forth by um, this person who has this experience in, in biblical uh, studies, or whatever it happens to be, if that's you know the, what we're going to be uh, looking into. And so we just want to be discerning about who we're taking in information from, and then you know, the old phrase of taking things with a grain of salt, um, we should do that whenever we are, are not sure about who the person is or if it, the source doesn't look trustworthy. You know, one of the <laughs> things that I used, I used to teach English uh, to middle schoolers, and I would have to teach them how to, to research and, and look at sources and identify whether or not they're good academic scholarly sources. That's a skill that, quite frankly, has just gone out the window <laughs> with the, the rise and <laughs> advent of the smartphone uh, because we just type in something into Google and read the first article that pops up. Well, that's not always going to be the best thing to do. And so we just want to be really careful about where we're getting information. And then when we turn that then to back to that idea of discipleship and say, well, now I'm not just looking up information about some random thing. I'm looking up information about the Bible and what the word of God says and how to interpret it, hermeneutical issues, things like that. How, how do we then um, decide who we can take in information from there. Well, I think a big portion of that is um, is being really in touch with the local church, uh, being discipled by mm. good men of God. Uh, you know, we have elders and on our churches for a reason. They're there to shepherd you, uh, and so as you as you read through articles and start to engage even with uh, not even just articles right even as you start to engage with other people on social media people that you may not know it's so easy to do that now by the way you know you, you start to gather a circle around you of people you've never met <laughs> well how do we engage with their ideas we want to be careful with that and uh, you know your elders are there to guide you god has put those people in your life so that they can be a spiritual authority to help you, to guide you through those circumstances. So we want to lean on them. Uh, when we can't be fully discerning for any particular reason, then it's good for us to, to outsource that to those who are, are put in our lives to shepherd us. Exactly. And I think that's the, the most important part of that discernment. You know, as believers, we should be able to, what I like to call, eat fish, right? We should be able to eat the meat and spit out the bones. But we should also recognize biblically um, that there's a progression that takes place in the Christian life, where if I'm a new believer or, or you know, to use a word that sometimes is a pejorative but really isn't in Scripture, an immature believer, 
um, who's who's really should be drinking milk, right? Um, I should probably uh, stay away from really really bony fish um, to get a little bit of meat, right? I should maybe focus on the milk, focus on the milk, focus on the milk. But as I progress as a believer, um, and I grow in my confidence of my doctrine, and and I grow in my confidence of of my ability to interpret the word and understand truth. Maybe I can eat some bonier fish to get some meat that I couldn't have gotten from a fish that was a little less bony. Um, but man, that really involves maturity. It really involves self-examination. It really involves, like you said, a leaning on the local church. Um, you know, and so it's not a every Christian can read all these things or listen to all these things. There are some Christians who who should not take in stuff that has, you know, 50-50 good and bad. And there are some Christians who can take in stuff that that maybe has some stuff you need to spit out so you can eat some things. And so I think that's that's an important part of it too, is self-reflection, self-examination, and understanding that the Bible talks about spiritual growth in terms of, man, moving from milk to solid food. But what I don't want to see, and what I, what I see a lot in our context is um, the, the spurning of these really gifts. I mean, Doug Wilson talks about in his book, Productivity, that that these are tools that God has given us. And for us to not use those tools, um, tools are wealth. And for, God, for us to not use those tools and that wealth is to really spurn an opportunity to invest in the kingdom of God. And so, man, we've got at our hands the ability for any person in the church to begin to, to, to understand and learn the original languages, right? Just to, to, to dive into the reformers and into documents that were unreadable you know, 100, 200, 300 years ago, we can now take those things in. We can now um, sit under and listen to amazing teachers, right? I use an example from last night. I was supposed to go see Carl Truman teach and wasn't able to, ended up going and hanging out with my daughter instead. She really wanted me there. And I thought it was the right decision to make, but guess what? It's 2021. I can just watch it on YouTube <laughs> later, you know? And so what I don't want to see is an overreaction, a, 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 such a fear of, um, listening to something that maybe is bad or, or not being able to discern that we just don't utilize these gifts either, you know? And so there needs to be that conversation, that self-reflection, um, and that accountability to say, Hey, like you said, is this something I should be taking in? Is it profitable? Am I mature enough to take this in? Um, you know, I like, I, I think about some of the things that I'm, I'm currently reading and listening to, and man, like as a 16 year old Christian, some of those things I don't I wouldn't have been able to to handle because I, I wasn't at a place where I could handle like a disagreement. I couldn't listen to uh, a Presbyterian because as soon as he brought up something about infant baptism, my whole world would have been blown away. But now mature maturity wise, I'm in a place where I can take that in. I can disagree in an area, but still grab what I need to grab. Um, you know, I mean, I, again, I think about the Doug Wilson's um, book on parenting. You know, part of the first chapter is about this idea of of, you know, being a covenant family and there's language in there I would disagree with. And I'm able to, to read that, think about it, react to it. And, and I think that we have to have the ability to do that. Um, and as we consider what that looks like, we just have to be honest with ourselves about where we are. Uh, do you think that's fair? Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, you, you use the analogy of the, the fish and, and uh, eating the meat and chewing out the bones and, and that's important, but I think that there's kind of an extra element of that there there's some fish that are are chewier than other fish right we don't always right. have the sort of the the quite frankly the, the theological or biblical muscles built up to actually be able to process that meat and i think that that's a big portion of what's what's being uh, 
what's being gotten at, at in that scripture. And so, you know, when, for example, what you're, what you're talking about with uh, Doug Wilson's book, um, which is an excellent book, as we, as you go through it and you start to talk about um, the parenting ideas and you say, okay, well, he's gotten, he's giving all this information about covenant families and well, okay, I got to throw out all this stuff because of uh, the fact that I don't, I don't believe the family is, is set up in the same way that he is, um, theologically, I guess, for lack of a better term, the whole idea of, of covenant families and covenant children. Uh, I, I would actually use that language, but I use it in a different way as a Reformed Baptist. Exactly. Uh, but those are distinctions that need to be made that aren't always able to be made by somebody who hasn't done um, sort of the, the work to get there yet. And again, that's why we have elders. That's why we have the, the local church and pastors who are able to help us with those things. We shouldn't throw out an entire person's corpus and body of work. Uh, I don't agree with, with Martin Luther on a lot of what he said, actually, <laughs> right? But we, we look to Martin Luther and we look to a lot of his teachings uh, as as Protestants um, for a lot of reasons. You know, a lot of the things that he said and his, his focus and emphasis on justification by faith alone is so important to our doctrine, our core doctrine as Christians that, uh, you know, we, we continue to read him. And so, you know, anytime you talk about technology or input of any sort, uh, we have to consider those things and that, that idea of being able to, to chew meat. And, and, and I think the, the big part of the, the equation that people are missing there is that it's, it's not always about the meat. It's not about what you're inputting. It's, it's about your ability to process it <laughs> and you right. having a good understanding of, of what your ability is and being honest with yourself to say, okay, I, maybe I shouldn't read this yet because I don't have, I just don't have the language to understand what he's talking about or to make the distinctions that I need to make. Um, but you have to be honest with yourself in that. And then when you're able to be honest, then that helps you to then go and, and ask somebody. Uh, you have, if you have a spirit of humility in that, then you're able to go and talk to somebody and say, Hey, look, I, I just don't understand what this person is trying to say. Um, can you help me understand this? And that's going to be massive. That's going to be uh, huge just for your spiritual growth in general. Exactly. I mean, if, if you think about, you know, another analogy, you know, how I love my analogies. Uh, if you think about the idea of, of building a house, you know, the, the Christian needs to build their foundation on, on the word of God. Um, they need to build their foundation on really, really strong principles of interpretation of the word of God, right? That is the foundation that needs to be built, the windows still matter, right? Mm -hmm. But we're not building the windows. We're not trying to build the windows until the foundation is done, until the walls are up, right? And so um, what I think a lot, where I think a lot of people mess up is, is maybe they, 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 they try to build that window too early. They get frustrated that they don't, they don't even understand what's going on. Like I, I'll use a great example. I remember early MDiv, uh, I had a theology class and you know, there were some categories that the teacher was talking about that just, they were foreign to me at that point. He was talking about how, you know, the, the Garden of Eden was was created by God to expand out and take over the entire world. And, and, and that whole category of thought just was foreign to me. I wasn't there yet theologically. And so it was like, what is he, what is he even talking about? It was frustrating, right? But now, if I had that same conversation, it's like, yeah, I, I learned that six years. Like, that's, that's simple stuff, right? Um, it's all about where we are maturity-wise, there's nothing wrong with building the window. You got to make sure the foundation's up first. You got to make sure the walls are there, um, and then, man, the window can be so vital and important for the health of the house. Yeah. Um, but it's got to go in the right order, uh, you know. And so I think that's that's a that's an important piece. And what's interesting about the climate we live in is podcasts and and YouTube videos and 
and things that are easier to take in than reading. I mean, I think we do live in a culture that doesn't read nearly as much as they listen. Uh, Watching and listening is way easier. And so if we're taking in podcasts and YouTube videos and, and our decisions are made based on who they are, not on the content, we can get frustrated because that guy might be talking about something that we are ready for and then transition to something we're not ready for. And we can start to develop opinions on things that we maybe don't have a foundation for yet. Yeah. Um, biblically, interpretation-wise, especially. I mean, I know, I know, I think that's that's a huge piece of it. And so we need to curate what we listen to and what we read, not just based on who we like. Uh, because there might be, you know, there might be something by somebody that that is really impactful and in, in something I need to take in as a believer where I am maturity-wise. Um, but he might have another video or another thing that it is not going to be helpful for me at that time. It might be in three or four years, but right now what I need is to build that foundation. And so I think that's another uh, uh, place where I would caution, right? Don't just choose what you take in based on personalities, based on people. Uh, take in what you need to take in based on where you are in your growth with Christ. And that that means being reflective and connected to to the process of your discipleship. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think that's an important piece. So let's move forward and talk a little practical here. Uh, imagine that I am a you know, mid-30s believer who is, who's trying to grow in my faith. I've got a foundation. I'm feeling good about how I, I study the Bible. I'm, I'm under a great pastor. I'm in a local church. Um, but I want to start utilizing technology, media, podcasts, eBooks, all of these things that are available to us, right? The things that Doug Wilson calls tools. Uh, how, I want to invest that wealth and start to use it. What are some practical tips you have uh, for me as that person going out and starting to take in this stuff? Yeah, I think the first and foremost, obviously, be careful. <laughs> it's a, it goes without saying, I imagine, but it's kind of what we've been saying this entire time. Be careful. Uh, there's there's two types of tools, right? There's in, and We've been mentioning this this entire episode so far. Uh, there's input tools, and then there's output tools. So I'll speak to output first. Uh, as you start to jump on to other social media platforms and, and even content creation, you know, you and I like to create content. It's, uh, <laughs> this, this is what, you're, what we're doing right now. Uh, and it's something right. that we love to do, and I think it's, it's helpful. Um, but there, you know, there's a clear biblical command in James 3, right? Not many of you should be teachers. That is not just a warning for your pastors, right? That is a warning for everyone. Uh, the general idea of, of teaching uh, and and trying to mold people in some particular way uh, that your your actions and teaching others uh, through your through your opinions that you put onto Twitter through the things that you say on Facebook that are trying to instruct others all of those things are things that you are accountable to God to are accountable to God for and so those are it's a really important thing for you to to slow down be careful be willing to read things that you whenever you're putting out information and content, be really, be willing to go back and listen to it first before you send it out. You know, we used to say this all the time, like don't write an email while you're angry, <laughs> you know, and, right. and people have maybe forgotten that, that that doesn't just apply to writing emails. That applies to everything that you do. Don't speak in anger. Uh, these are biblical concepts. We do these things uh, because we want to be discerning about what we say. We want to make sure that we're not saying things that are unbiblical before we say it. And so just as you are starting to put out content and as you're starting to put out uh, even even little content like like tweets, like um, 
you know, just things that you say to other people on Discord or um, other places like that. Or if you are looking into, um, you know, doing streams or podcasts and things like that, what are you saying? And, and are you really, you be honest with yourself, like we said before, are you really in a place where you should be speaking authoritatively on anything uh, that you're putting out? So that's something to be careful of uh, because there's a lot of people out there, quite frankly, and we deal with a lot of them, <laughs> uh, that are speaking <laughs> on things authoritatively that, quite frankly, don't have any business speaking on things authoritatively at all. Uh, and so we know that they're be, they will be held to account by God, and that's something that we want to um, we want to make sure everyone is aware of. So as far as the output goes, you know, be careful essentially with what you say because it is something that you are accountable to God for. But as far as input goes, there's there's such a breadth of information out there. Uh, again, at the practical tips, I sort of gave some earlier just talking about um, – just making sure you're running these articles and things that you're reading. If it if it incites some sort of reaction in you and you're not really sure of how to take it, run those things through your local church. Run those things through your pastors. Um, and then ask. Ask other people who you know who are in your life, right? Not not other, random people on the internet, okay? Don't ask random people on the internet for suggestions on what they... <laughs> and don't get me wrong. You may get some great stuff. But don't ask them right. for suggestions because you are being built up and and you are being discipled by people in your local church, your pastors, people in your life, your family. Ask them about uh, the th- sorts of things that maybe you should go and listen to. You know, I I have a lot of suggestions for podcasts that maybe um, are not in an appropriate place that I, I shouldn't give out in a general sense like this because I don't want people to just to go and listen and not be ready for those things. But right. somebody who knows where you are spiritually and says, okay, th- if they listen to this podcast, they'll be able to either, you know, separate the meat and the bones or to, they'll be able to even just handle the good content that's here and have the tools to actually understand it uh, and work through it, then that's that's much more beneficial than somebody on the internet saying, oh yeah, I listen to this podcast. It's the best podcast. You got to listen to this podcast. You got to read this book. It's the best book. Well, what if that person isn't in a place where they can handle that podcast or that book? What happens then? It's, it's an not an appropriate recommendation for that person and yet that's what we get on the internet because we don't have those those personal interpersonal connections made and so it's really important that we do those things and we rely on those people that we do have interpersonal connections with and so again really i think the best practical tip uh, and i'll leave it with this the best practical tip for engaging in technology is not to disconnect it from your real life interpersonal relationships in your local church and just with the body of believers that are around you a hundred percent. And I think really to tag onto that, because you're, you're talking about this idea of, of, of divorcing our intake from what we, we need in, in real life, right? Yeah. And so um, one of the reasons why that's, that's so important is I think if you want to get started in, you know, jumping on uh, utilizing podcasts or utilizing ebooks or utilizing YouTube videos, the first place I would start, the first thing I would intake is devotional content, yes. right? Just from a content standpoint, like, um, because you, you, you mentioned there, there might be a podcast that broaches subjects you're not ready for. There's nobody that's not ready for pure biblical devotional content. I, the first place I go is like Dustin Binge's Walking Worthy, right? Mm-hmm. I can send that podcast to anyone because everyone needs to hear what the Bible says, right? right <laughs> you exactly. know, it's devotional in, in its content. Um, and so it's never going to be, um, something that you know I think is is really going to run into that right the 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 fish analogy right it's it's foundational stuff man it can get deep and it can get you know it can make you think but it's not going to be 
uh, dangerous in a lot of ways. And so that's where I would start, right? Find good devotional content, a good, you know, a good podcast to listen to when you're driving to work that's going to get you in the right frame of mind to apply what the Bible says, uh, you know, or, or even, you know, sermons. I think the the one place I would say for sermons is like, make sure the pastor that you're listening to is, is somebody that is, you know, rightly exegeting the word and make sure it's always secondary to sitting under your pastor. Uh, but man, like you can never listen to too many people exegete the word. Uh, I think that's where you start, Amen. you know, and, and as you start there, you build the foundation, then and maybe you have a theological question here. You have, um, you know, something you want to work through uh, in terms of like, you know, a social question or, or, or something like that. Then maybe you go other places, but you've started in a place where you're saying, hey, my priority is my personal growth in Christ. I'm attaching it to my corporate growth in Christ because everything I'm taking in is under the authority of I mean, what's happening in my local body. Yeah, uh, I think that's definitely the first place to start for me. Do you have any other suggestions um, of like devotional content? Like where 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 do you go for that type of stuff, or do you have any any suggestions for for where someone could start? Yeah, I mean, let me let me first backtrack it just a little bit because I I do think that devotional content is the best 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 place to start, but only outside of the Word of God, right? So if we're not if we're right. not rooted in the Word, and Charles Spurgeon, right, said that you should visit many good books, but you should live in the Word. And so I, and I love I love that analogy. That is a great quote. Uh, yeah, it's a it is a great one um, from Charles Spurgeon. And so, you know, if as we as we consider that, and when you're going into these podcasts, when you're going into really any circumstance uh, where you're coming across teaching, and that could be social media even, uh, as you're going into those things, have you have you spent time in the Word in the morning, you know, and or before mm. that, or just at some point where you you, you feel like that is your your home? <laughs> I think that is just so incredibly important. So, uh, but to to you know, a more practical to really answer your question, there's definitely a lot of great devotional resources out there. Uh, good places to start. One of my favorites is Steadfast Hope, which is uh, a podcast by Stephen Lawson that he does daily. Okay. Uh, just another incredible uh, resource, especially if you're a, you know, a Baptist guy like us. So that's a good one to go to. Um, and there's lots of great resources out there. If you're on YouTube, you can find tons of things. I love going to Desiring God and seeing John Piper go through a passage and talk about the original languages and talk about uh, how all these things connect typologically throughout scripture. Just the, the, some of the stuff that he does, especially in the one, I can't remember what the series is called, but he like writes all over the, <laughs> the, yeah. uh, the screen, which is just really cool. And so seeing stuff like that, um, those are some really good ones to do. Uh, but yeah, just be discerning and make sure that you understand, you know, as you go uh, and you find somebody's podcast, give them a, a quick search and find out who they are and, and what they believe. What traditions do they come from? Are they going? And, and that way you can have a good idea ahead of you of saying, okay, well, this person may say things about baptism that I don't agree with, but right. for the most part, we're going to be aligned with a lot of things. And so we can still listen and understand that uh, when they're not talking about baptism, we're good. Right. Or um, you know, <laughs> just something to that effect. <laughs> just be aware of who you're listening to. Uh, and then, and then, you know, soak it in and just um, kind of chew on the meat. <laughs> yeah, and, and to your point about you know prioritizing scripture, I mean, there's there is technology and media for that person who's you know, oh, man, I'm just so busy, I never get to sit down and read. Hey, you drive to work every day, and there's a there's a a dollar ninety nine app that reads you a chapter a day mm-hmm. from the Bible. So instead of turning on your radio and listening to Caleb, listen to a chapter of scripture. 
right? I mean, any intake is better than no intake. And so, I mean, there's, there's tools to be utilized there to say, hey, how can I fill my time well? How can I invest these tools well? Even if it's just, man, I get, I get another chapter a day in of the word, right? Or I get, I get a five-minute podcast from Dustin Binge that takes three verses and just really applies them in to what it looks like to, to walk worthy in, in God's eyes. And, and so, I mean, I think there's so many ways from, you know, deep, deep theology all the way back to just Bible intake that, that technology and media have helped us to make it easier to partake in. And if we don't do that, I think we're, we're wasting our resources. I think we're wasting our time. And I think, man, like, like you said, like we, to whom much is given, much is expected. Um, and much has been given to us in terms of the ability to take in God's word and to take in the people of God speaking about God's word. And so I, I think that that is an important thing to recognize. Start somewhere, start with the word, start with the foundation, uh, and just utilize that time well, man. Like I, when I started listening to sermons and, and, and good Christian podcasts and things like that while I worked out in the morning, I found myself taking in an hour and 45 minutes more Bible more sermon, more word of God than ever before. And I didn't change anything in my schedule. Yeah. Right. Like you don't have to get up at two o'clock in the morning. Right. Find that time, find that place in your life where you can say, Hey, this works. Let me utilize this tool. And I think that's where we start. And then I think as you grow in love with the word, you can start to say, Hey, well now I'm going to carve out this and I'm going to carve out that, but start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't, don't just sit on your hands. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that um, this has to kind of bring the conversation back a little bit to the local church. Um, I think that that's incredibly important. One of the things that we you mentioned earlier was was looking at other sermons from other pastors and, and just going out and finding good um, exe- exegetical preaching, expository preaching from people to get a good dose of the word. And while that's true, and I absolutely recommend it, uh, I think we should always be rooted and, like I said, be rooted in the word, uh, but then be rooted in your discipleship uh, in, in the local church. Okay, let's, The most 100%. important thing about, about technology is understanding its use is not to supplant your discipleship. It's not to supplant your your fellowship with a, bo- a local body of believers. And so, and that's that's the temptation a lot of people will take because it's easier, um, frankly, it's a lot easier to get along with people online than it is in the messy relationships of real life. But you're, you know, for example, I can go and listen to a pastor from across the country, a really well-known pastor. I can go and listen to, you know, a, a, like a John MacArthur or a John Piper or whoever else um, from anywhere in the country. I can go and find their sermons and listen to them every Sunday. But you know, you can have a list of favorite pastors, but your favorite pastor, or at least the pastor who should be the most influential in your life, is your pastor in your local church. Uh, and if that's not the case, then I, I have to say that we're probably reaching for those tools too quickly. Okay, because our our, our primary tool is the Word of God, and then the primary thing that we use to to go through that tool is our relationships in the local church and the way that the the Word of God is exposited in the local church. And so I'm I'm always the kind of guy who's going to point everything back to the importance of um, of our relationships in the church and the importance of being in a physical body uh, together. And so definitely, 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 uh, before you go and try to make use of all these tools, make sure that you're using the tool that God has prescribed to us, his body, the bride of Christ, the church. Make sure you're using that first and the word of God as as the root of even that, uh, and then you, you can't really go wrong. 100%. I mean, I think that's a great place to land the plane. 
Um, thank you so much for coming in and chatting about this, both, yeah, I mean, the, the, the output of, of our impact on uh, media and technology and, and that input of, of how it impacts us, I think is so vital for us to understand. Um, you know, I think we can wrap this all up in a tight bow and, and really just say, prioritize the Bible, prioritize the local church, prioritize accountability with those who are leading you physically, and then utilize the tools God has given you outside of that to grow that foundation, and you'll be in a great place. As long as you self-examine, as long as you discern, and as long as you're always utilizing really God's most important gift to the sanctification of the believer, which is the bride of Christ and the word of God. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, let us know, uh, everyone who's listened, let them know where they can find your podcast, where they can find you on social media, and uh, that way they can give you some love. Yeah, uh, and hopefully I display all of the things that I talked about today. <laughs> if you do find me on social media, uh, I'm at Regenerated Radio. Regenerated is spelled weird. It's Regener and then an 8 and a D. I'm, I'm sure you guys can figure it out. Uh, but if you can find me, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter. Um, those are the kind of the primary places that I, I put content out. Uh, just put out a new podcast episode this morning, and uh, I'm, I'm loving doing that, looking at doing some book reviews and things like that as well. Uh, but definitely uh, let me know if you have questions for me. I'm, I'm always happy to uh, communicate by email, by, by Twitter messages, whatever you need. Um, I'm here for you guys. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you, man. I'm going to call it quits here. And uh, I really, really hope you guys go check out his stuff. He's got some great content. He brings in tons of really awesome uh, scholars and, and, and guys who are just knowledgeable on subjects. One of the things I love about uh, Greg's podcast and love about his content is that he, he doesn't go it alone. He, he says, hey, who's the guy to speak into the situation? He goes and gets that guy. And man, he just chops it up. And I think it's important to have content like that. Um, and it really speaks back to a lot of the stuff we've said here today about accountability and knowledge and, and making sure that we're, we're putting out things that, that edify the body uh, and, and don't just look at ourselves, but look at the, the whole picture of, of who's, who's tasked with what. So thank you so much for your ministry, man. Thank you for being here with us today. And uh, hopefully we'll get you on soon to talk again. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Dustin.